Mailing Podcast is back this week with Sally DeFreeze back in the building. Sally, how's your Thanksgiving? How was your first week of December going? Uh, my Thanksgiving was fine. Okay. Great, even. And my first week of December was... Uh, yeah. Could have been better. Okay. Had to work the night shift. Ooh. That's no fun. A little mishap with our nanny. Oh, double no fun. So I took care of Fritz during the day while Will was at work, and then I went to work for eight hours. So you just didn't stop working. Correct. For, <laughs> for a good week. I hadn't worked that shift in a really long time since I was pregnant, probably. And I, when I used to work that shift, I would sleep during the day. Right. And now you have to take care of a child. Take care right. of a child. So I'm like still pretty tired just from like recovering from that week. Mm-hmm. Which is what happens when you get old and you like miss a bedtime or you get too drunk that like it affects you well into the next week. Gotcha. And then I would imagine too that it's not like it, it wouldn't be like Fritz is cooperating, I'm sure, with like a full night's sleep for you guys either, right? He does cooperate with a full night's sleep. Oh, good. Which is great. Shouts to the Fritz. He man. doesn't like, he's not a great napper. So, like, mm. I would put him down and be like, hell yeah, okay, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to take a na- nap. And then he just yeah. wakes right back up. I see. Will's not much of a napper, right? Will doesn't like to nap. And you are. So that's that's a dynamic for sure. Well, yeah, he naps. I mean, I nap and he takes care of Fritz. That is, is solid. When though. he's home. Uh, but he yes. wasn't home, you know. Yeah. And you gotta you can't just kinda tune him out, can you? No, and you can't like shove him in front of a TV yet. I mean oh, you really should yeah. never do that, I guess. Uh huh. Not it's like, like when we uh, were kids when my parents would literally just be like, "Here, watch Rugrats for eight hours," mm-hmm. and you do. Yeah, that's I'd like love uh, to do that. What the, I think the most common parenting thing right now is that I'm never going to give my kid an iPad, and then two years in, you're just like, "Here's the fucking iPad." I think iPads are okay for adults and children on like airplanes. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, oh yeah. Adult dinners. I like it. For kids. I mean, so if you're at a dinner and there's no other kids or there's, like, nothing for them to do, then, like, they can look at the iPad. I don't really give a shit. I like that. It's, like, occasional. Yeah. It's not just, like, every every day, it's seven a days tool. a week. It's a tool for distraction. On the other hand, I was getting a manicure on Saturday. And, Shouts. Um, Your nails look great. Oh, thanks. They're Christmas red. Uh, I saw, like, I don't know, I think it was four or five. They had to have been like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Cool shocking. teens? Brett, yes. Cool teens. Were cool they teens, judging like, the hell out of you? Well, they definitely were judging the hell out of me, but I think I was so inconsequential to them. Like, they they like all have iPhones. They were all on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Like, made me really sad. I was wearing, like, I, I mean, I don't even think that they would have, like, seen or, you know, known my existence. You were invisible to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine. I'm just like out there trying to like get a manicure and like go back to my house. But they showed up looking like Regina George from Mean Girls and they were like talking shit about their friends on Instagram. They would be like, oh my God, come here, come here. Do you see that Maeve is with Mary Catherine at the mall? Oh my God. Maeve's with Mary Catherine. She's such a weirdo. Like just being such bitches. And then like, the place I get my nails done is like a little neighborhood place mm-hmm. and the moms would walk in and like, it'd be like moms of one of their friends or somebody they knew. And they'd be like, Oh, hi, Miss Thompson. And like totally be like so sweet to her face. And then as soon as she got out of earshot, they would just like talk, start talking shit about stuff again. Damn. Oh, hell. These kids are ruthless these days. I mean, like, I don't think I acted like that when I was 14. I probably did. I, I probably know. was a little snot. I don't know. <laughs> I just was like, this is concerning. That seems concerning. They uh, it's definitely cool could teams. have beaten me up. They definitely made fun of the fact that I was wearing like yellow rubber Birkenstocks afterwards. Oh, you were roasted for sure then. I mean, like the they cool did teams. not think that I looked cool in my like Target wind shorts and Pebble Beach fleece. Yeah, but you'd see that. That's cool to me. I mean, it was like wind cool shorts outfit. and Pebble Beach fleece. Like, oh, hell yeah. They're Pebble just Beach like... fleece actually. Is a great fleece, but that's beside the point. They, you know, I I know the feeling. I know that like they were all in Lululemon skorts. You of know? course, of course, with Instagrams. At fourteen, yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's probably the age when that's like, well, now 14-year-olds now are like 28-year-olds. Yeah. When we were 14. They're probably like listening to this podcast. Uh, well, like that old lady trying to give advice. <laughs> just like, oh, shut up, mom. Yeah. Man. Don't be don't be a shitty 14-year-old, everyone. Agreed. But you could listen to the mail-in podcast if you were 14. We answered your questions. That's all I'm going to say for the intro I don't know today. If it's not safe for 14-year-olds. What do you mean? Like, I say the F word a lot. Oh, like no, 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 no. Well, I said the F word when I was 14, I think. Right? I don't know. I think I was getting close to saying the F word. I was I close. If I was like dropping F-bombs. No, at 14, I would have been on the uh, No Big Deal varsity hockey team. So so you were already was, hearing it from other dudes. Yeah, I was, I was hearing it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Also did uh, did dip for a little bit in four, as a 14-year-old. Because I thought that was cool. Gave that up pretty quick. It's so gross. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's I don't so even bad like for your teeth. It's so bad for your teeth. I didn't like the buzz I got. I got spinny all the time. I swallowed it too much. It's just, it was an awful yeah, eight like months of life. Bottle. Yeah, because that was that was the cool thing. You drinking Gatorade, and you have a little Gatorade bottle. You spit. Into it. You do the thing where you like pack it with your hand. I can't do it anymore. I like. I've had I had like a dip in college, not like a phase. Just would be like you know you know like a drunk cigarette. You'd have a drunk dip or something like that. And to this day, I still can't do it, just because I'm so scarred of my 14 year old hockey season. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Gross, gross, Randy. You hear that? Don't dip. But you should subscribe to the Mail In Podcast on iTunes and follow on Spotify, or hit the hotline number eight 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 three six two M A I L eight 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 three six two six two four five, or you can write it at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-in podcast. Sally, are you ready to get going? Let's go. Hey, guys. My girlfriend of eight months, parents, are getting me a Christmas gift, and I've heard it's in the $250 range. I don't mind paying that, but I have no idea where to start, and the girlfriend is not much help. Where do I start for a first Christmas gift for the girl's parents? In-law gifts, Sally DeFries. This is so easy. So easy. Blanket and a candle. Ooh. That's it. I was going wine, but I like blanket and candle. Wine is fine. Um, or, obviously, or if, booze of choice. If they're big winos, mm-hmm. then don't do that. <laughs> oh, I see. Because they're going to be like, oh, thank you. We don't like, like oh, this. Cool twenty bottle, $20 bottle. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I know. I hear. Yeah. Like. Everyone can always use more candles. Everyone can always use more blankets. I like the blanket idea. Like a throw blanket mm-hmm. or like maybe a throw pillow that's got something sentimental on it yeah. to you. I say that because the first Christmas gift I ever gave Will's parents was that. We had been dating for like probably eight months. Mm-hmm. And we went to Harbor for New Year's. So we like kind of like had a little Christmas with them and I bought them a throw blanket from probably Pottery Barn. I don't know. And a candle. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. Like, it's a nice gift. They still use the blanket to this day. There you go. Six or seven years later. And a candle's, no one's going to say no to a candle and like be a snot about a candle. 100%. Nobody's going to say no to to a nice candle that's thoughtful and like a smell either you like or they like. And I think that's a great gift. You don't so. need to like... Especially if you don't know them very well. Yeah, it's the you, first Christmas, yeah. right? Like, you want to make a good impression, get them something. Yeah. And the fact that they're getting you what sounds like a new driver is cool. But uh, I don't think you have to go crazy. I don't think they're... You don't want to go too personal either because it's like you don't know them well enough, probably. Yeah, very true. You know what else I kind of like? Hit me. Is a, is a Christmas ornament. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about getting a, a like a yearly Christmas ornament thing yeah. going. Uh, if I don't know how much Will's mentioned this, uh, but I have like gone crazy about buying ornaments. Really? Yeah. So I, you know, what's funny is he literally mentioned it today. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I, we, we kind of started collecting when we started dating and it was like, we would get an ornament every place we went Mm -hmm. or like try to, or otherwise like order something to remember that trip by. But last year was the first year that we like put up a tree together because mm-hmm. it was like, I think the years before when we lived together, we had just too much going on. It wasn't like, so last year was the first year. So I bought, we had some ornaments already collected and then I bought a couple nice ones and then I've like 
now I so there's two brands that are like cheaper ish. Okay. But we're I grew up in a family that always had like our tree, my mom's tree is like very coordinated, all different color like little balls and orbs and mm-hmm. whatever, but they like, you know, there's like gold, silver. There's like it's it's methodical. Leopard print cuz it's Julie sure. and um it was there's no personal ornaments. It was like a very Oh, interesting. Okay. like mall looking tree. Yes. It looks great. But we were not like personal ornament people. We did have a kid's tree and we collected ornaments and we put them on there. I see. Okay. So we kind of, Will and I decided we're going to have personal ornaments, but it's going to be like all mercury glass, like same kind of style. We're not doing like, no offense for it. It's like your handmade popsicle stick ornaments are Mm. not making it to the tree. (laughs) That just, Randy audibly gasped there. Randy, all the don't all our mid like all our Midwest listeners out there, myself included, because Buffalo Rochester kind of hits the Midwest at least the, in vibe. Fritz is gonna have there's gonna be the tree that we have now is kind of yeah. small and skinny. It's going to turn into the kid tree, and I that see. will be either like next year in Fritz's room, or like God willing, we ever buy a house, it'll be in like the playroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of that shit. The fun, go. the fun ornaments will go. The homemade yeah, maybe ones, like a popcorn. The, uh, little, I like, see. What is that? What am I trying to think of? Yeah, tinsel, the the popcorn tinsel. tinsel thing. No, what is candy what, cane? What is the word for that? Uh, garland. Thank you, Randy. Uh, mm. That'll be that tree. Okay. Gotcha. I'm not and trying to ruin the look of my nice tree. Is curated. Is curated, <laughs> and eventually, when we have like a grand one, it's not going to have a cowboy hat topper. Okay. That's just wow. a makeshift for the last I see. I thought that was uh, Sally DeFreeze thing. It got thrown on there last year, and then this year we were like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. That's funny. Uh, it's not a bad one. I just like think that I want my tree to be like a little bit more majestic <clears throat> than that in the future. Right now, yeah. it's like working for us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going back to what I was saying, two brands that like make mercury glass ornaments that are like have a good price point from like fifteen to thirty dollars per ornament. Which can add up when you start. Uh, I was gonna say going that's ham. yeah. Uh, old old world Christmas. Okay, like O L D E, like old. No, I think it's just O L D. Okay, uh, that I get a lot of on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is Kurt Adler Noble Gems. The and those like you can get on Amazon, but then you can also like always like Macy's is a great place to go because like always their shits like thirty percent off. Mm-hmm. And then. If you want to go something really nice, which is another gift that I've gotten for Will's parents before, is Christopher Radko. They're like mm. all meaningful. They're quite expensive. I'm going to tell you they're like 45 to $70 per ornament, but that's why you get like one. But th- this meaningful. year, basically what we're doing is like we're going to get one per year and like have a collection. I like it. Also, buy that shit on Macy's when it's on sale. Do not buy full price, okay? Yeah. Or buy it after Christmas. This is the great part about like celebrating with somebody's family after Christmas is you can like hit all the Christmas mm, sales. There you go. Okay. Little cheat code there for you. But that's that's like a nice gesture too is like a really nice ornament if that's like their jam. Like if they're, but like you need to ask your girlfriend like, is it a jewel situation where I'm going to like bring this personal ornament and she's going to be like, oh yeah. She's like, well, no, this, this doesn't, doesn't have a place on my tree. The gold leopard theme. Uh, I see. Yeah, you got to be careful of that. Yeah. So I think all like home things, like yeah. little home goods, trinkets and things mm-hmm. that like have sentimental value that like they'll still be able to use and be like, that was the first time that Brett spent Christmas with us. Mm-hmm. I, uh, with, with Caroline's parents, her dad's a great cook. Mm-hmm. So like cookware, chefware, cuts of meat, yeah. for example, are, are a no brainer, super easy. He has everything. Mm-hmm. But like last year, I got him a, a sous vide machine. Oh to, yeah, which was really cool. And then her mom and I have like the the Christmas Village kind of connection. Uh-huh. So I helped her start her Christmas Village last year, and so I I already have it bought. But I have an, an addition each year is kind of the the idea to her Christmas Village from me. She just started the Christmas Village. Oh yeah, and she's hooked on it. We have a Chris. My mom had a Christmas Village. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. We stopped putting it up years ago. Really, I love it. So. My, it starts with my grandma. Hers is like, like maje- like multi-tiered, yeah. majestic. It it would probably like it me to you to the corner, filled with stuff. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. 
and my mom did one and caroline's mom had never had one yeah and so i was I wonder like if right. that's a midwest thing because like my mom did it oh interesting her mom did it. I, it might be i don't know randy did you have christmas village but yeah, like okay. all i wanted to do as a kid was play with that thing oh absolutely it's like it was like sims before sims yeah you're yeah. just like hell yeah i'm gonna like take this glass figurine <laughs> thing to the church that we have that snow and then we had like the fake snow oh yeah yeah fake snow they got really advanced and people started moving at some point you know the skating rings with the people that oh, like yeah. magnetically we had, like, buzz a, around a yeah. moving like train or something i can't remember oh yeah they're big time so i i have mine going now uh-huh. with some of my mom's pieces and then some new ones and then i got her village going and it's looking pretty good and a pretty good addition coming but that's another one of those things that uh can get very expensive very quickly yeah but that it's always nice to like, then you have something easy for the next year because you already did it. Another thing, we're, we're going to move past this question because we've like really do have this one. But yeah. Christmas Spode, hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's always we, a classic. My mom gets us a Christmas Spode thing every year. So like a serving dish or a couple of cocktail glasses is always kind of fun mm-hmm. or like some wine glasses. So like every year we get a different part of the like Spode Christmas. Yep. There's a lot of different things. There's tons the of different yeah. things. So that's like another thing you can like give and then set the groundwork now so that you don't have to like think about giving them <clears throat> gifts later on. Yep. But wrapping this whole thing up, if they are, you know, if, if, it, if you're not in the position to buy a bunch of stuff, a bottle of wine will never be turned away at the door. Feels like there's some like good things to give on our, from our next sponsor. Well, you just derailed my segue, oh, but sorry. here it is. Give the segue. You yep. know, Sally, if you really wanted to take a look at where you should buy Christmas presents, you know where I have a spot for? Where? How about Uncommon Goods? Oh, wow. If you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. What, what percentage are you done? Uh, Like 50. 50. That's solid. I'm probably 20-ish. Yeah. I have... I have a couple weeks, but I'm I'm an in person guy. I like going and getting my you know getting your your hands on the on the paper, getting your ink on your fingers. Oh, I'm I'm totally online, which is why I like Uncommon Goods. We've got a secret source for incredible original gifts, and that's Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in laws, besties, your one and only, and it's not stuff you can find just anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream last minute, Randy, and find something truly original at UncommonGifts.com. Some of my favorite things from their site include, one, the gift I got myself, which is a personal individual drink cocktail smoker. Mm -hmm. And I just put some wood chips in that sucker and light it up, and I have smoky old fashions immediately. I can't wait to have a... Smoky cocktail at the Merriman Christmas Happy Hour. Uh, Merriman Christmas Cocktail Hour. Merriman Christmas Cocktail Hour. What do you like from UncommonGoods.com, Sally? I have spoken about this before, but I got a really cool advent calendar from them. Boom. That's a great gift. I know. That is a great gift. <clears throat> do you do chocolate in it, or is it like just a... Yeah, I love a chocolate yeah, one. Yeah, have to have the chocolate Obviously. one. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. They also uncover, they, excuse me, they offer uncommon experiences. Choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, Sally, and more from handpicked artists and experts. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. And so far, they've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift this holiday season, go to Uncommon Goods dot com slash mail that's uncommongoods.com slash m-a-i-l for 15 percent off don't miss out on this limited time offer uncommon goods we're all out of the ordinary how about a voicemail sally let's do it all right we need to talk about it we need to talk about venmo etiquette i'm freaking losing it if you are the person who's going out to go get everyone lunch or to run an errand for someone or to let someone use some type of subscription service you have to share it with you, is it your responsibility to send them a Venmo request or is it their responsibility to send you the money? Especially, I think it's, I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter because if you're going out of your way to help someone else out, they should find you. It's not that hard, and especially when it's your friend who have sent you Venmo things before. 
It shouldn't be always on the person who's trying to help out other people to send out Venmo requests. Drives me crazy. All right, thanks. Love the show. My dude wasn't done, Sally. He followed up. Are you ready? Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. All right, I think I also need to add a second part to my last call about the Venmo stuff. It's one thing if it's a bar tab or an Airbnb where the prices and the things that cost money are going to change a lot. It's another if it's the same damn thing every single month or if I walk up to the person like after going out and getting lunch for the whole office and handing them a receipt saying like, hey, your cost for your meal was 15 bucks. Like this is like a weekly occurrence where I'm not like I have to like chase people down and like send them the Venmo request instead of like, I just give you, like I told you what it was. You have my Venmo information. Like why do I constantly have to like chase people down? It's making me like want to just kick people off all of my shit. It's driving me insane. All right. Once again, love you guys. Thanks. It's so heated. Venmo etiquette, Sally. Um, in a perfect world, people are going to pay you for the shit that they owe you for. Without saying a word. Now, but it's we don't not live a perfect, in a perfect world. world. And and you have to request people if you want to get paid. Here's the deal. I think I think there are two camps here. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to, to be requested? To be requested. Okay. Because like it'll remind me and and I like if I I'll say this. I'm not like a shitty person and if somebody's like, "Hey, this this was this much." I'm like, cool, let me hit you with that Venmo. Or mm-hmm. like, or if somebody goes out and I, I try to do my best to just hit them before I have to. That being said, everyone needs reminding. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who won't pay you until they get the request because they just either don't know or don't care. Correct. So if you want to get paid, you have it. The onus is on you. You bought the shit. Sorry. I, I have, I find. Points in both camps, but I think I fall with you. I think mm-hmm. you, the the request door. I I always appreciate it when I have a meal. You know, it's really good. At, Klein's really good at this. Where I think you're good at this too, actually. Like you have a meal, you do the receipt yourself, you get the points in your credit card, and you send a Venmo within an hour. Right. I and I appreciate that as a as a payee of the the dinner, the the ski trip, or whatever it may be. But I like that. Now, sometimes I've been the the points guy and have kind of like let it linger. Like, oh, you took a picture of the receipt. I trust you to do the math or whatever. And I never get the right amount back. So I'm always short seven why. bucks. Or I, think fifth, the, you know. I, think, I think people think when say – say we're all going to maths mm-hmm. and Klein's like, okay, it was, it was $40 a person. I think it, it's like – I think some people are taking that as like, oh, cool. Oh, it's $40 a person. So they're not blindsided and they're waiting for the Venmo request. It's almost mm-hmm. like a confirmation. Like, so that it, because mm-hmm. if otherwise, if he was like, it's $200 a person, people be like, what the fuck? Like, wh- where did that come from? It's almost like you're telling somebody, like, if we went out to dinner and someone like showed me the check or sent me a picture, I'd be like, it's more of like a good on them for not lying about how much it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's people's headspace there. They're still waiting for the request, but they just like you telling them how much it was is more like a, hey, it was this much. I'm going to request you this much. Mm-hmm. I think that's As like a confirmation. I also think people don't like to consider the tip when like they take, they're like, oh, I got this Cosmo and I got this appetizer. Right. That's and why like, I always just do it. Like yeah. if we go to a dinner and I pay the whole thing plus the tip, I just divide by however many people there Which are is there. what. I do in my head, and then when I don't end up with that amount, right. I'm like, what the fuck? You're so, right, because people... Yeah. So many things in this world could be solved if we just stopped thinking that other people were reading our mind. And so much of communication with your friends, your partner, your coworkers, anybody is like, you just have to spell it out for people. And it, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll like say that to Will. I'm like, you just need to say that to that person. He's like, well, they're not stupid. They can figure it out. I'm like, mm. they might not be stupid, eh, but they it... might not be stupid. But like most people, like so many fights that Will and I get in is just because we just assume that the other person mm-hmm. knows what the other one wants. Mm-hmm. So just assume all your friends are dumbasses and ask for the stuff or stop paying if you're going to be this upset about it. You know what it means to assume, Sally? 
an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just actually looked at Vimo because I had the same thought. I think his biggest issues are, one, he's picking up lunch for the office. He's lunch guy. Two, uh, he is has friends on his streaming services that are paying him, mm-hmm. which Will and I did for a little bit. And same thing. It's like, it, you like the friend would forget. And it was was not a big deal within like six months later. Like, hey, so sorry. Here's six months worth. Yeah. Because like yeah, yeah. we would kind of forget too. Mm-hmm. Vimo does not have, and somebody should like write to Vimo and ask, like set up a recurring payment situation. That seems like the biggest no brainer of all time. Like I I'm can sure recurrently pay this guy. There are other apps guy. that do it that like yeah. Zelle or like whatever mm-hmm. that you can like set up a recurring payment so that it's just automatically pays that person every month, mm-hmm. which makes sense because a lot of people I think are doing what this guy does and what we do is like let people use our streaming services. I will say this. I'm an adult. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't charge people for streaming services anymore. Like at this point, we're all sharing the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do understand. The one that we share and we still pay for is YouTube TV because we split it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, friends and family makes a difference in that situation. Like, I don't know if I'm splitting Hulu for $5.99 a month with five other people and... Right. Venmoing for that. But if it's book. if it's a bigger cost, and again, Emily's the one who paid for it, mm-hmm. and it's like, y'all haven't paid me. And we were like, we don't even know what months we owe you for, how much we owe you. I think we mm-hmm. added a package at one point. <clears throat> Look at the receipts and just send me monthly. I like that. I think I'm officially team be the requestor. Yeah. Instead of the... Help a person out and send yeah. them a Venmo when you know. But like also... How much of a pain in the ass is it for you to just request the money? Like, you just got everyone lunch. You go get everyone, you know, Taco Deli, whatever. To type in, like, Randy, Dave, Dylan, Will, Mm -hmm. and then request the amount, is that, like, really that difficult for you, like, while you're standing there waiting for the food? No. The The only awkward part of the transaction at all is if it's a new person, you say, hey, what's your Venmo? Yeah. Like if you're if a new couple's at dinner with everybody at Matt's and everybody owes like a good seventy bucks, yeah. The only awkward thing is being like, "Hey, Brad, what's what's your Venmo?" Yeah. Can I get can I get your Venmo because I'm going to request you. Like, don't right. worry about the bill, but I'm going to get you on the flip side right. there. I just think, but it's not that awkward. I think this guy, love you, bro. You got to calm down. You need to calm down. T Swift said it best. It's not that deep. And if you are this upset about it, just like stop paying for stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a lot of leverage here. Yeah. If you're a lunch guy, guess what? You're a lunch guy for yourself next week. Or if or if they're going to be on it, just charge them for a full year. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you want the annual plan? Then we don't have to say a word to each other, but guess what? That's what we actually ended up doing with the YouTube TV subscription. Oh, yeah? Because it was like, no one could remember. Emily couldn't <clears> even remember <throat> how much we owed her. We are like, just tell me how much we owe for the full year. Mm-hmm. We'll pay you right now. I like it. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. Hey, Brett and Sally. For context, I'm 24 years old, and this coming July, I'll be making a move from Ohio to North Carolina with my boyfriend of over two years. This move is for his career as he's in the medical field and was placed there for a residency. I'm very excited about the move to a new city, and my family is very supportive as well as they have a very good relationship with my boyfriend. However, my best friend of over 15 years does not approve and is very vocal about it. We get together on a semi-regular basis for happy hours and dinners, and she brings this up any chance she gets. The comments and digs have made me afraid to bring up the move around her and is having me question our friendship. How do I go about handling this situation? Obviously, she's my longest friend, has been there through it all, but at what point do you have to cut that off to preserve your own happiness? I kind of wish in this question she would have told us like what the what the concerns is, are, yeah. Because right? like if it's petty stuff, like she just doesn't like him, like. <clears throat> but if if there are real reasons that she's ignoring, that is worth listening to. Yeah, I need to know more context here. Like, why would your best friend of fifteen years, even before the move happens, be that like? red flaggy about this right because parents have a tendency to see the best in everybody right right so i don't think their endorsement of your boyfriend can be the end all be all right now it can be the 
and I'll be all if they don't approve. Mm-hmm. And that that's a pretty easy snay there. But like they tend to see the best. Now your friend maybe has seen another side of this. And one of the clues to me too is that like it's not a new relationship. They've been dating for two years. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we see this. I think we've been asked this before. This has happened to me where it's a newer relationship. Okay. And the friend, like, I've had this happen with Will. Like, when we first started dating, I was the single one out of my friend group for years. And mm-hmm. then Will and I started dating. Some of my friends were like, well, we never see you. And, like, we were long distance. So I was going to Austin a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a, oh, man, like, we're bums. Like, we feel like you're, he's taking you away from us. And then. That obviously, like, did not become an issue as, like, we dated longer and he got to know everyone. Sure. But, like, two years in, like, that's raising some, like, if if she still really doesn't like them, I feel like if there is a legit reason besides, like, maybe their personalities just don't mesh, Mm -hmm. like, that's some inner reflection. Yeah. Yeah. I I need to know more on this. On the flip side... I get where she's coming from, and if she's truly happy in her relationship, she, like, is going to move with this guy and, like, end up with him, and her friend is just, like, being an asshole about it, then maybe it's time to evaluate that relationship. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what she's leaning towards here. She says, what, you know, what point is, or at, at what point do you just pull the, pull the ripcord on this friendship and say, you know what? If I see you down the line, I see you, but I just don't want to deal with this negativity, and guess what? I'm moving, too. So. Right. Sorry, cut. It could be a real clean break in that situation. Right. I think either way, um, it does not sound like the best friend and the boyfriend mesh in her life. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what their relationship is, but like for the girl, that like she can't have a relationship with both her best friend and her boyfriend in harmony. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, one, you have to decide like which one you like, or which one you are more invested in. It sounds like she's more invested in her boyfriend. Number two, like I think when you tell a friend of 15 years that you're moving and it's not met with like love and support because anytime you're doing anything in your life, whether it's a relationship or a move or a job or whatever, if the person's not supporting you, one, why aren't they? And two, like you really need to evaluate what's wrong there. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's worth taking her out to lunch or sitting her down in person and telling her and giving, letting her say her piece. Because may, part of me is like, has she, you know, does she just like hate on him, but like have never given you solid reasons? Or like, I kind of want to know what the best, best friend's beef is. Yeah. And I was also, I, when I initially thought this, like read this question, I thought she was beefing because you were moving for him. Right. But it sounds like she you have, even she doesn't yet. even know yet. Right. So that's only going to get further uh, a wrench in things and that like it needs to be said it's okay for friendships to end yeah it's okay for friendships to fizzle just as relationships can fizzle exactly and it's okay to uh move on with your life when you're in a different stage and you've maybe grown apart like people change yeah that's okay Especially if, that age too, that twenty four. Right. You cannot. You're either stuck in college or you're getting old quick. Right. Type of thing. And so, just because she's your friend of fifteen years, it it does for me at least is like okay, that's worth really taking some self reflection and wondering like, do I want this friendship? Like she's obviously meant enough to her for fifteen years to keep her in her life. So like, mm-hmm. it it. It deserves a lot of time and consideration versus like, I'm moving. Okay, bye. Sorry. You have to let her say her piece. You have to like at least consider her feelings and like how she feels about your boyfriend. Yep. 15 years is a long time. But at the same time, somebody that you grew up with, went to high school with, possibly college with, once you start a job and start dating people and get married and things like that, those people that aren't always going to be your closest friend. And mm-hmm. some people are lucky enough to like have their best friends be people that they grew up with. That's how Will is. Totally. My best friends, some of them I went to college with, some of them I met in, at work. The people that I went to high school with that I grew up with, like when we see each other, <clears throat> like we're 
we pick back up where we left off and like we're great but we don't speak every day and that's mm -hmm. okay because we are in totally different like not points of our lives but we've just kind of taken different routes you mm -hmm. know totally so to me I, I just i wish i knew the context but i also think try to at least speak to the friend and see her side mm -hmm. yeah because Be maybe she's really one. trying to protect her correct like, what if her boyfriend's really shitty yeah I I and like want to explore that angle before you and maybe cut this maybe off. not maybe he's awesome and she just like something's weird is jealous yeah. Of, yeah. I don't know I don't you it a best friend that you want to keep in your life that you want to keep talking to every day should be supportive of what's going on in your life correct and if there's not and same with the relationship could like be a reason the boyfriend should be supportive of your friends mm -hmm. you know what she could do this holiday season again for a gift though. Potentially for that best friend or her parents or her boyfriend. Hmm. About butcher box. Oh. When it comes to the meat that will be the centerpiece of your holiday meals, quality matters. And when you invest in high quality meat from butcher box, the benefits go way beyond a great tasting meal. Butcher box sources their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, wild caught seafood, and more. Their sourcing decisions are made holistically, keeping the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. Sally, you should see the pork chops that your boy's been whooping up because of Butcher Box. My goodness, are they phenomenal. And I have two uh, lobster tails. I mean, feel free to share your bounty, Brett. Like, ready to be have just... Have us over for a dinner party. So I, I'm literally, I literally am. Merriman Christmas cocktail hours in like... A week. I can't wait. Okay. But uh, I have two lobster tails that are just ready to be absolutely doused in butter. Absolutely just just extra wet sauce, butter, boom. And that's all thanks to Butcher Box. My fridge is also just absolutely stocked, too. It's, it's a phenomenal thing that they do at Butcher Box. And I can't wait to keep using them uh, throughout the holiday season, mm -hmm. honestly. Every month, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping for the continental U.S. as well. They have no antibiotics or added hormones in their meat. And each botch contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the botch you choose. That's enough for 24 individual meals. Take it out of the freezer, pop it in the fridge for a day, and then you're eating chicken. You're eating pork. You're eating steak. You're eating steak tips. You're eating uh, beef. It's all, all kinds of stuff, Sally. Lobster. And lobster, like I said. Also some salmon fillets that I haven't touched mm -hmm. yet, but I got to. This holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box, plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mail-in. That's ButcherBox.com slash mail-in to use one of their boxes or create your own for this holiday season today. Let's do the next one, Sally. Hey, mail-in crew. So my wife and I just found out she's pregnant, which came as a surprise to both of us. She's about eight weeks in, and it has been a bit of a difficult transition. Are you prepared for this one, Sally? Yeah. <laughs> Simply put, I feel like my wife is a completely different person. She lets me know exactly how awful she's feeling the moment it hits multiple times throughout each day. She is prone to complaints and tears about the most bizarre things. She has turned into a complete Karen at restaurants and stores, letting the most minor details ruin her experience. At times, she seems to realize some of this craziness, but just shrugs off her shoulders and says, sorry, I'm pregnant. About 95% of her dialogue is either complaints, critiques of me, or correcting me. Before I get labeled a shitty, unsympathetic husband, I know that I will never be able to fully understand what she's going through with the nausea and the hormones and the like, which I'm sure are truly miserable at times, but I am struggling with keeping my patience and we're only eight weeks in. I do feel really bad about the toll this has taken on her, but I genuinely don't know what there is to do about it. Am I out of bounds to bring up how wearing all of the complaints slash criticism are on myself? Does it get better throughout the pregnancy? Any advice on things I can do to help? I'm going to duck. We really should have asked Will this because <laughs> if you ask Will about my pregnancy, 
He probably would say the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, a couple things. One, um, eight weeks is like in the thick of like the just shittiest part of pregnancy. Okay. So it will, for most people, get better around 12 to 14 weeks when you get to the second trimester. So there's a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. For, for like 95% of pregnant okay. women. It's also you a like bad a, pregnancy pun. I get it, but yeah. <laughs> then you, then you, uh, you enjoy a few good months of the second trimester when like the bumps happening. She's glowing. She's getting compliments. Like mm-hmm. right now, uh, she feels sick and bloated and fat and like really nothing about her body's changed. So she like has to keep secret the fact that like. Mm-hmm. She can't drink and she's throwing up all the time and she looks fat even though like she hasn't gained that much weight yet. Got it. Then like once she can start telling people and other people can kind of like start commiserating with her because like part of it too in the beginning is like you don't tell anybody till you're like through the first trimester. So a lot of the complaints and um, things like that are being taken out on the husband because he's the only one who knows, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more she's able to like tell her friends – and maybe she's got some friends who've had kids or are pregnant too. Like the more you can commiserate with them because they know what's going on and get it more than your husband does. But then you like enjoy a great few months and then like the last two months are absolute hell. That's like the uh, the inconvenience stage, right? Where it's just you're 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 bumping things or like you have it's to go to the bathroom exhausted. nine times a day. You can't like you can't get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You people won't fucking stop commenting on your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know, I think most women feel that way. Like you feel like crap in the first trimester, second trimester is amazing, third trimester towards the end, you're like, I hate everything. Got it. Um, so that's just kind of like what she's going through. So there will be good parts, I do think, and especially when the baby is like. You can start seeing its limbs on ultrasound and it starts kicking and like exciting things are happening versus just the mm-hmm. shitty parts. Yeah. It gets a lot better. That all being said, don't ever call her Karen to her face. Don't ever call her, tell her she's being crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that like there's a lot of really like hyperbolic like stuff about pregnant women out there that people, you know, like. Oh, like the hormones are crazy, which they are. Like she's in a storm of hormones. And um, as much as it sucks, you kind of just have to be the rock. And I, on the flip side. Or a side, dartboard, right? Yeah. On the flip side, like I I did realize that I was doing that to Will. Okay. And felt bad about it. But at the same time, like you just are so, there's so much going on that like both parties are correct. Like she's correct in like mm-hmm. being upset and like excusing it as i'm pregnant and he's correct for like feeling like he's getting shit on all the time one thing that will and i did i think that was really helpful was go to couples therapy during pregnancy and not because we were like having trouble we sure i've said this so many times but like therapy is so important for so many people and for so many reasons but like we already had an established routine and so it was stuff that we talked about with our therapist being like you know, I want Will to feel involved. How do I, like, make him feel involved and also, like, explain my emotions? And, like, there was, like, things that I got really upset about that I he didn't realize I was upset about. Things like that. So, like, that's always helpful. <clears throat> yep. And um, I don't want to sound uh, really doomsday, but uh, it's only going to get worse. When the baby comes. Ah, uh, I see. Because postpartum shit is, like, even more real. Like, the... Not, it's, not, it's no post-party, is what you're saying. No, it's not. Like, the... Randy. The sacrifice a woman makes to, like, of her body, of her emotions, her mind, her soul for a child is really, really difficult to understand until yeah, you've done it. Because you're creating life. Yes. and It's as fucking it, awesome. As supportive as Will was, there are times where, like, I don't think that he ever comprehends how much is going on. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad about that. I still do. Um, 
we still talk to a therapist about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do think it's worth bringing it up to her, but not in a way of like, you have to stop critiquing me. Find the things that make her happy. Double down on those. Do those things. And take Give her lumps. some grace. And just let her, yeah. like, do what she needs to do. Can I make a weird analogy that I don't know if it's correct, but I want to run by you? Sure. So my dad is sick, mm-hmm. has cancer, right? Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's stressful. There's a lot of emotion involved. And some days you're just like, don't want to talk about it. People don't want to talk about it. Friends don't want You know, there's a lot of, like, right. relationships. Um, not affected by it, but that just, like, there's a lot to it, Right. Right. What has made it easier for me is education on the matter. Not necessarily going to like WebMD because that is the last place you want to be for that kind of stuff, but learning more literally what is happening physically. Mm -hmm. And that has alleviated some stress or like treatment wise, like chemo is a motherfucker. But if you know why it's doing what it's doing or how it's working, that sort of eases some some stress, some pressure, because it's just that it becomes very transactional and it becomes very scientific and and reasonable in a way. Do you think that that approach could help when it comes to pregnancy from a male's perspective? Yes, Will had a book. I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, this person should DM me, and I'll figure out what it is, and I'll send it to him. He bought two books okay. when we found out we were pregnant, and one of them was like kind of a week by week thing, mm-hmm. explaining what I was going through, yeah, in like a funny way. Okay, that helped, I think. Yeah. Also, know that like you're not alone. Every every guy's pregnant partner is the worst. <laughs> like I am very okay in saying that. Like I know that I was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, um, it the once she gets to a point where y'all can start telling people and you. She can commiserate with friends and you can commiserate with friends. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better gotcha. because I guarantee you that like, I think Will went and had lunch with Dylan like and Dave separately mm-hmm. and Will and Dave kind of went through it at the same time. Yeah. Whereas like Dylan has already been through it and they were able to talk about that with him. Like having someone know what you're going through on the man side of it is also important. Like as the partner and like knowing how to support your wife, girlfriend, whatever, like through what she's going through. And also just like having someone understand like, God, she's being a bitch today. And having someone else to tell that to. Want to get a beer? Yeah. I'm such a bitch. Yeah. My pregnant wife. It's okay. Like no one has like a dream pregnancy. I -hmm. mean, some people are unicorns and they do, but like this is so common Yeah, and it does suck. It will get better and then it'll get worse. And then parenthood is just like a whole roller coaster of that. Getting like horrible days filled with like great moments mm-hmm. where you're crying and laughing. And that's right. that's life. That's life. That's life. A, a beautiful roller coaster of ups and downs. Say mm-hmm. Levy. You know what they could do while uh while in the midst of this though, Sally? Maybe get on a ritual with our friends. She should take the ritual prenatals. At ritual. The ritual prenatals are a phenomenal product. Not that I would know, but I've heard. They are a phenomenal product because they're time-released. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women, especially in the beginning like she is, who suffer from um, like nausea and vomiting in the beginning of pregnancy, a lot of it is because of like some people stop taking their vitamins because it makes them sicker. Okay. Ritual doesn't do that because they're time release and they're like minty, so you don't like have the like vitamin y smell. Sure. Which is like a big thing because like most smells and shit make you really nauseated at the very mm. beginning. Interesting. A quality, quality prenatal. I actually am taking their postnatal vitamins. Let's go. Shouts to ritual. Yeah. Because they know that we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Here's what you won't find, Sally. Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Get that out of here. And Ritual says, oh, yeah, get that out of here. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule, Sally, mentioned desi- uh, makes taking your vitamins easy. 
I'm not on the postnatal or prenatal. I'm just on the men's. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a pretty good product. Yeah. It smells good. Makes me feel good. Feel like I'm uh, nourishing my body with the nutrients it needs to, to fight another day. That's just what I liked about it. It just it feels good. It's easy to do. Twice a day, bop, bop, and you're good. Yeah. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms your body can use to help fill gaps in the diet. No shady extras. And their delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, in just two daily pills. And you'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from, thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. It's like vitamin D from this country and, and XYZ from that country. It's kind of cool if you go and look to it. And we all know there's supply chain issues these days, not with Ritual. Not with Ritual. Your, your, your vitamin is literally Mr. Worldwide or Mrs. Worldwide. Yeah. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual, within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering listeners of the Mail-In Podcast 10% off. During your first three months, visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. Want to do one more, Sal? Let's do it. Hey, guys. I recently started dating this girl back in September. Do you remember? And things could not be going better. I consider myself a very realistic person, and I genuinely see forever potential in this relationship. To put it lightly, I'm helplessly in love with this girl. Hopelessly devoted. You know, Greece. Mm-hmm. Are you just like going to sing the whole time? Or? But of course, I wouldn't be running in if it wasn't for a caveat, Sally. She is planning on moving to London next summer to pursue her grad school dreams and will plan on continuing to live outside of the United States after graduating. It's a plan that far precedes me, so I do not blame her for this decision whatsoever. My question is, am I a complete psychopath for considering moving to London with her and her best friend, who I have become great friends with as well. For context, I will turn 26 soon, and she will turn 24 next summer. I currently feel as though I'm in a rut career-wise and think this could be a great opportunity to shift fields as well, as I have much better access to traveling the world with someone I love, which is my favorite thing to do. I know I sound crazy, but I can't help but feel I will regret taking the safe route and letting her and this life-changing opportunity go. Love this for him. Oh, no. You love, you love doing it? Yeah, he should do it. Oh. We are on the opposite sides of the table here, Sally. First of all, it's like, like you said, he has really nothing tying him here. Mm-hmm. He is ready to like change his career. He ready to leave home, feels like it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. He wants to be in a different place and be able to travel easier. Probably, I mean, going from Europe, you have a lot more access to Mm -hmm. different countries than just like Mexico and Canada. Uh, It's it's true. I love this. Personally, like, I think 26 is the perfect age to do this. Okay. Um, Mid 20s, like, I think I always think it's a great idea for people to like you did it, get mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone, move somebody somewhere, like start something new, make new friends, et cetera. Yeah. I also love this because personally I love London so oh, much. Okay. I would live in London if I could. London. And I don't think you're gonna run into any like say it doesn't work out with her, then like you're still in London. Like Well, that's I wanna put a caveat on this. I kinda I don't hate it. If they're not living together, like if you're don't move to London, be like, let's get an apartment in London. Yeah, maybe together. she lives with her best friend, and you yeah. like you live in like a like in London. But the other thing too is, it's not like it's not like when you were dating somebody in high school and then you went to college, and they're like holding you down because you're not like experiencing sure the outside because you're like yeah. tied to somebody. Mm-hmm. I think when you move together with the same goal of like, let's make new friends, experience new things, mm-hmm. like as long as you're not using it as a crutch when you get there of like, okay, like we've got each other, like let's stay in tonight, like use mm-hmm. it for the opportunity that you would if you were single. So if you're moving there, like 
great. You have a relationship. You're friends with her friend. All that's great. You kind of have a built-in, like, network. But then, like, use it as an opportunity <clears throat> to really branch out and, like, try new things, meet new people, get a new job, all of those things. Sure. I think, like... I don't know. I'm interested to hear your take on this, but like I had friends who did that, who moved to New York together after like not dating for that long. So like just because it's like across the pond, like I don't think we should like say he can't do that. Yeah. No, that's fair. Like if, if they said Tampa and like, oh yeah, we're just like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. London is like an awesome, awesome That's state. yeah, okay. That's true. So LA or New York or like one traditionally awesome not nothing against Tampa Bay, but right. not like a destination well, city. Well, but so, like a city that he would have wanted to move to already pre her, you mm-hmm. know, or like yeah. or maybe he didn't want to move to London before he met her, but now it's like, oh cool, like I would move to London. Sure. It's not like you're like, hey, she's like moving to an Inuit village and like Northern Canada. Like, take me, take me fishing with you. Great. Uh, all of that. With this being said, what I said earlier about don't get comfortable with just her and her friend. Like, mm-hmm. actually use it and experience London, being on a different side of the world, new culture, etc. Mm-hmm. And then also say a year from when you move and you're down the line and you're like this is not the person that I want to end up with or we've grown apart or whatever. Don't just stay with her because you moved to London with her and you feel like you can't sure. get out of that relationship because you made this big historic move with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's very so fair. When, if, if it ever stops serving you, don't feel like you got in a rut because you like moved across the world with her. Definitely. You know? I also, very much, much want to know her opinion on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she is the one who brought this up, is she the one who, like, is like, oh yeah, that would be fun. You know, I don't, I don't know because he sounds you, smitten. Obviously, you, oh, you I did, I did a bad. There's the, the, like, I'm uh, my gut test is is giving me a, an alarm right now. Oh, see, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Which I'm norm, but that's why it's scaring me is because it's. Normally, I am the guy who's like, go, yeah, pursue it, follow a dream, jump, leap, comfort zone, get out of it. This, it, it he started dating her in September. I just, I don't know, Sal. I don't Certain know. people who work for this company have gotten engaged after less time. I said it. Which one? Well, not after less time, but like, had made forever plans after uh, I see, time. I see, I see. I'm just saying it happens. Randy, who was the girl? <laughs> I know it happens. It 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 is like I was gonna do another song, but I'm not going to. If Will, if I Will, can't help. If this was Will and I, and we met in March in, in like June, he's like, "Hey, I gotta move to London." I would have been like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's move." Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I mean, you also we the the question we didn't have time for today was like. Introducing my significant other to my parents, and didn't Will go to like a wedding with you two weeks into knowing him? Yeah, like which is awesome. The second time that we like saw each other in person, <laughs> like here's my family, and he met my whole family. Yeah, which is sometimes when you know, you know. Yeah, like, that's and, true. But also, he, I mean, it sounds like he knows. Maybe she doesn't know. And if as long as she's cool with it, like I think go for it. But also, I'm like, use this as a like a personal journey. Yeah, as long as you. Like Sally said, do not use this as a crutch. Do not like assume you're going to order takeout five nights a week at her apartment or your apartment. Mm-hmm. And you are focused on yourself as well as continuing to build this relationship, but yourself first. God, I want to move to London. Then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, we... I, I'm, he- I'm apprehensive, but I'm okay. Can we um, move the wash headquarters to London, you think? You think other people would be down for that? Um. It would probably take like a little convincing, but Randy's we can. What about? Randy, we'll leave you behind. What okay. about like a satellite office? <laughs> and Will just does like Sunday scaries from London, and you can work in London. And how are they going to like record? I I can't do my job in London. They don't oh, have okay. serenades in London. Really? 
Do they have CRNAs? They they have like you can take a nursing license anywhere in the world. Oh yeah. But it like the job they have an esthetist, but like it doesn't <clears throat> the credentialing and like licensing doesn't like near the United States. I see. So it's okay. kind of difficult. Good to know. Yeah. But I'd have to like not work. Gotcha. Yeah, that'd be tough. Yeah. Well maybe maybe wash media is just big enough by then where it's like, yeah, nobody has to work. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, that's going to do it for us today, though, Sal. You have a good time? I had a great time. Awesome. Randy, you have a good time? Thank you for helping out over there on the ones and twos. Sally, thank you. And uh, subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating. Five stars, ideally. Maybe a review. How about telling a friend about the Mail-In Podcast? Review so that we can get bought out by Spotify so we can all move to London, please. And make more content. And, like, maybe make more content. <laughs> Think about the the dope content we would we have. Do, we could do dope content. We could do. I mean, we're going to still do dope content in Austin. I just, yeah. like, I really love the UK. Hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245 to leave a voicemail like that guy did today who was rather heated about his friend's Venmo etiquette. Write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Mail-In Podcast. And then, Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. Just playing videos over there. I... D- <laughs> Someone sent me a TikTok, and every time I'm on the internet, it like is just playing other TikToks. I feel like I'm an 80 year old woman. Okay, like I can't figure out where the noise is coming from from my phone. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us today. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>